Davis Put a Lid on It podcast. I have three amazing guests with us today. Todd, Wendy, and Sarah. Todd, let's start with you. Introduce yourself. My name is Todd Hammond, and I'm an assistant principal at Woods Cross High School. All right, my name is Sarah Johnson, and I am an administrative intern at South Clearfield Elementary. And I'm Wendy Marland, and I'm an assistant principal at Mountain High School. Awesome. All awesome places, um, awesome administrators. Let's jump in. I'm going to ask you uh, several questions, and the goal of these questions is to peer into your souls. So let's get to it. Uh, let's let's start with you, Wendy. Saturday morning cartoons or ten o'clock news? Neither. <laughs> well, now you got to tell us more. <laughs> it's a lay in bed until I decide I don't want to cook breakfast, and then my husband and I go out anyway. Okay. Neither of those things are on TV. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> okay. All right. Awesome, uh, Sarah. Um, probably 10 o'clock news, except for I don't actually like watching the news. Um, so more like, you know, HGTV, something like that. Okay. So, you know, not directly answering it, but 10 o'clock. Like what, what kind of HGT program? I don't know. Anything where they're renovating and fixing up old homes. I love yeah. it. I'm always like, man, if I wanted to get off this couch, I'd go do some of that. Yeah, <laughs> hey, exactly. Todd, morning cartoons, Saturday morning cartoons or 10 o'clock news? 10 o'clock news for sure for me. I'm one of those um, junkies when it comes to a news cycle. So like the hurricane that just barely hit, I'll turn to my wife. I'll be like, hey, did you know, did you know this is going on? Did you know that all of a sudden that these people can't go back to their homes for this many days? It's just, it's kind of crazy. But yeah, I get hooked to those news cycles. News cycles. Awesome. Sarah. Breakfast or dinner? Dinner. What would you eat? Mexican food every time. Awesome. <laughs> Chips and salsa, and I could eat it every day. Do you like it hot? Or are you M medium hot? Okay. Yeah, every day. Todd, breakfast or dinner? Breakfast, French toast for sure, but it's got to have the real butter to make it that much. <laughs> okay. Like the uh, the kneaders, you know the. Okay. And Wendy. Breakfast for sure. Breakfast. What? what do you um, I like to mix it up, a good breakfast sandwich or a burrito or an omelet, just anything that's breakfast food. I like to have a light Beto's breakfast burrito. <laughs> There's no such thing as a light <laughs> breakfast burrito. They ain't got Mexican food there, they got the burrito. <laughs> like a brick in the stomach. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it's your friendly brick that's with you all the time. Okay, Wendy, name a song you could listen to on repeat, and it would always make you smile. Anything ABBA. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, Wendy, you're the best. You the, the, the look on your face when you have to answer a question. Oh, geez. <laughs> awesome. Sarah. Oh, that is a hard question. I just love music. I mean, Carrie Underwood's my favorite, so I could listen to, like, Before He Cheats. I mean, let's just, like, how can you not sing along to that? Just saying. Before He Cheats. Yeah. <laughs> I've never sung along to that. <laughs> you should a, try I it. I think it puts men in a box. <laughs> yeah, true okay. story. Todd, same question. Um, I would go with Obladi by the Beatles. Oh. It's my happy song. I love it. Obladi, Obladi. I know the song. Okay. I just have never thought about it for about 20 years. That's awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. Okay. I see we all smiled when you said your songs. Yeah. Okay. 
Todd, if you could relive one day or never live that one day, which would you choose? Um, probably going through uh, my, mo- my mother's death. Not living that again. Sarah? Um, I would probably go back to, sorry, March 30th of last year. Best last day. <laughs> so. Okay. Thanks. Wendy? Um, I think I could relive the day that my husband asked me to marry him skiing. It was a good day, and it'd be fun to relive it again. Awesome. Would you torture him a little more this time around? <laughs> well, I could see the ring in his pocket because we went skiing at Solitude, and I could see that he had it. And, um, yeah, I think I'd play along with that just a little bit more. <laughs> Draw it out longer. Okay. Awesome. You know, I think, you know, I've asked similar questions to this, and I think it's, it's uh, you know, it's made me be introspective about that. And I think it would be nice to, to do both. And I think some of those days I'd love to just erase from my memory, but you know, it makes us who we are. Right. I, I kind of like the excitement of the first time of experiencing it. So going back, would I have that same level of excitement? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Okay. Different appreciation. Yeah. 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 Okay. Wendy. Who is your favorite team of all time? My favorite team? Yeah, you can answer that any way you want. It could be a team that you've watched, a team <clears throat> that you've been on. So I played um, soccer all through, well, forever, and my dad was always my coach. And in the winter season, we would do indoor tournaments. And we had a group of about six of us that played indoor. And we showed up for practice one day without a team name, and I'd had toast before practice. Um, so we decided to call ourselves the Toasters, and we had so much fun on that team as the Toasters, and our shirts had Toasters on them with the numbers popping out of the, the <laughs> bread slots. And it was just a really good time with my dad as a coach and my best friends going to these little indoor tournaments all over Tennessee. So that was my favorite team. Awesome. Awesome. Sarah? Um, you know, I did not really do sports much, but when I thought of teams, I thought of all the teams I've worked with in education. You know, my different grade level teams and administrative teams, and it really felt like they're my people. So that would be my teams. Hmm. It, it, the, idea, the idea, especially being on a team, because, um, you know, we all end up on lots of teams. We end mm-hmm. up on committees that become teams and those mm-hmm. things. But that idea of when you, when you act, actually connect with your people and you yeah. give yourself to your team a little bit and you're vulnerable with your team and, you know, sometimes you have teammates that are your teammates that you wouldn't have chosen, but but that vulnerability but helps open still, that. Mm-hmm. And that's where magic happens. Yeah. Todd? My favorite team would have to be um, my senior year in high school on the state championship football team at Bountiful High in 1991. So they, that was the second championship in a row that they had won. We had won that year. And... Um, we weren't that good. I mean, we were just, we were good, but we weren't state championship worthy good, but the way we came together as a team and um, it was just a lot of heart and that's what won it for us was the heart. Awesome. 
Oh. Your senior year. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> that was my senior year too, and I was thinking, you know, we uh, we did not win the state championship my senior year <laughs> in football. At but, UMass? Uh, no, I was at Clearfield. No, so you we, did not. They, they won it. They won it two years <laughs> later, though. They had the Dysons, you know, they were like professional players playing high school. So they were they were great. Okay, well, awesome. Um, what position did you play, Todd? I played uh, fullback and outside linebacker. Nice, nice. Okay. Okay. Sarah, thinking about your greatest experience being on a team, talk about how the leader helped the team work together effectively. Um, I think that the best way that I've seen that happen is the leader took time to genuinely know and understand everybody on that team. Because once you know their story and who they are and why, you're able to much more effectively lead them and get gain their buy-in and be able to work together and break down those barriers. And I know that whenever that happens, I've seen the greatest things happen. Seen it work both ways, right? Leaders yes. That, leaders that aren't uh-huh. great at that, that aren't, part of it. Yeah, that don't take the time to get to know. When you do, we're not moving forward like we should. But once we see everybody for who they are, you can move a lot further. So, yeah, I have seen it both ways. Awesome. Wendy? Um, I mean, I guess I'm thinking about the soccer team, but it relates tremendously is that, I mean, the leader, maybe my dad or whoever, takes care of all the 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 stuff that nobody else wants to take care of how are you going to get there where are you going to stay and then the rest of us get to do our thing we get to shine on the court we get to make our own decisions and um the emphasis on is on just the task at hand leave out the drama just be here in the moment have a good time and don't worry about the little things because those are just being taken care of and and we can do what we need to do The best leaders that I've seen um, on the teams that I've been a part of have been p- leaders that have been willing to get in and work right beside you. And um, the, the reason I felt like that was so important is because you never felt like you were working for someone. You felt like you were working with someone, even though you knew they were the person in charge and they were the leaders. You felt like you were just in it right with them. Awesome. Thanks for that. Wendy. We live in a world with a lot of us versus them mentality. What do you believe is one thing you can do to address that us versus them thinking? I'd say the biggest thing to address that would be to not be one of the us's and be part of the team that's them. So doing the same things, walking the same walk that everybody else is walking, be in the halls, be with my teachers, um, be willing to do the things that other people aren't willing to do that, or that we're asking them to do. Um, if we want a teacher to, to hang out and take care of something, then we should be right there with them. Um, it's a small school at Mountain. We have one custodian there at most times. So when we're setting up 200 chairs for an assembly, the three of us as administrators, we're out there and that always brings in teachers and students and we can get those chairs out or put away in a record amount of time. So just being present and aware of what the other people's needs are and not just assuming that that's your job or my job, that this is our school and it's our job. Awesome. Todd, same question. This made me think of the example in the last Leadon Davis uh, leadership training where they show up the picture of the traffic 
and you're driving through and you, you know when you think about it you're thinking of you know all those cars versus people right well and i think a lot of that a lot of times that's what happens in our lives is we're not seeing people as people that they have needs they have people at home that love them and and we're starting to see them as just somebody that's doing a job versus i have a teacher that might need my help and how can i get in and work right beside him and help that teacher instead of this is all the things you're doing wrong and how can we get you to the next level because you're not doing these things correct so i think that we need to really start seeing the person and connecting to them on a different level Sarah, how do you address the us versus them thinking? I like to always just say that we're all team South Clearfield or team, you know, whatever it is, because we're all, we all have the same common purpose where we want to educate these kids. We want them to become the best versions of themselves. And it takes all of us coming together. Sometimes we do have those differences, but it's when we can communicate and talk through them. Like when I talk to parents and things, I always like to say, we're team your child, whatever the child's name is. And I said, we're all here to help, you know, little Johnny and um, letting them know that we care and we might not all agree on the same things and that's okay. It's okay to have differences, but we need to remember that we're all on the same team and ultimately all want the same, the same um, outcome. We want what's best for kids. Awesome. Sarah, we're going to stay with you for the next question. Okay. <laughs> what experience from the Interconnection Lead in Davis session was most memorable to you and why? Um, probably the box activity. That one really struck me, but I really appreciated the thought that we all come from our own backgrounds. We're all in our own boxes, but we are so much more alike than, than we're different. We have our own differences, which are beautiful and amazing, but um, I know I just loved seeing people be able to set aside their hesitations and be able to step forward and um, I don't know, I just feel like it broke down a lot of walls and it was really neat just to see people be vulnerable and share why, where they're at, their life stories and their life experiences and why they step forward out of the box. And that. And again, it goes back to the team thing also that we're all on the same team. Like at the end, I can't remember what the final question was, but it was something like we're all here for kids. We're all educators in Davis, leaders in Davis, and it's that team again. So I really, anyway, I just, that one was really good. In fact, we did it with our faculty this last week and it was pretty profound. Awesome. So, yeah. Todd? The box activity is actually my, was my favorite part of that because I felt like it really slingshot us into what we were trying to accomplish that day and making us vulnerable, getting us out of our box and allowing us the opportunity for us to see everybody else in the room at a more personal level. And I thought that kind of really helped us take the leadership training to the next level. I actually told my sister, who's a principal down in Washington School District, about it, and she's doing it with her faculty today. So, Awesome. Wendy? I really enjoyed hearing from the CEO from Lakeview Hospital. Um, the videos and his approach, I always feel like I'm not as professional a person on the inside that I don't feel like one is we have to portray on the outside and listening to him and the videos that they produce and the way they're trying to create community and relationships in that hospital kind of set me back to I'm okay like we can be silly and we can do things that 
maybe don't fit what I've always thought of as professional, but listening to that and listening to the, um, some of the other speakers, I'm like, wait a minute, I am. We're just in the moment doing what's needed for that kid or for that teacher. And if that's like yesterday, we had a different bell schedule and I'm shoving the, a note in every single student's face as they walked out, be back from lunch at 1235. And I'm running around and it feels really silly and they're laughing at me. And it's what was needed in the moment to get the point across. So we don't always have to be what we think professional of the suit and tie. And the, there's this stiffness to us that there's we can break down those barriers and that being professional is meeting a kid or meeting a teacher or a parent where they are. Awesome. Great thoughts. Todd, what is your lead in Davis project? Tell us about it. So my lead in Davis project is all about the certificate of completion and trying to increase the numbers at our school. And one of the ways that I've decided to go about this is um, getting the students at the junior, the feeder junior highs to um, be more aware of what certificate of completion is about and then go into each of the classes and, and the, get Weber State involved as well to make sure that when we're talking about uh, certificate completion that they know exactly what we're talking about. They know what it means because a lot of students don't know what it is. And even though they're taking all the classes to get them there, they still don't realize that they're on that path. And so we're trying to increase that amount. You just want kids to save tens of thousands of dollars on college and, and learn? Yeah, that's it. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. Sarah? Um, you know, I actually had a different project in mind, but then after talking with my principal, Robbie, we decided that we actually want to revamp our school-wide um, behavior. Um, we're just seeing an increase with an increase of students and everything that we've had this year. There's just a need for that more than ever. And so it's been really fun uh, collaborating and talking with other administrators. We also had Allison Riddle out the other day and asked, you know, what have you seen in the schools? And and so we're starting to do some research and digging into that and some things to get in place. I'm really excited to bring some of the things I've seen that have worked at other schools I've been at, collaborating with Robbie, and then, like I said, just with other administrators. And so we're hoping that we can really help to praise those good things because we know kids need all the praise they can get. So I'm excited. Awesome. You guys, that's my alma mater, South Cliffville Elementary. So <laughs> the best yeah, those kids i mean if they're anything like little danny linford's here and you got a handful there <laughs> wendy same question what's your lead davis project i am putting together a more structured schedule for our new teacher mentoring at our school with structured time to meet with those teachers on just little topics um, we're going to have lunch discussions bring in our veteran teachers with the idea of more discussion than instruction but you know here's an idea of how to do some lesson planning and now let's talk about it but really looking at that teacher retention and making sure that those good ones, that we're, we're keeping them around, that they're feeling celebrated, that they're validated when they're having a crappy day, that they're validated when they're having an awesome day, and that they just have more voice and insight. So many of our teachers are coming without having gone to what I call teacher school, so with our alternative licensing, and they don't have some of those basic backgrounds and Jeanette does a great job with our new teacher at the district level um, but I think as the building administrators we need to make sure that our teachers are feeling that support frequently awesome great projects uh, Wendy we're gonna stay with you for our, our, our final question what pattern from interconnection has had the most effect on your lead in Davis personal project oh um. 
You know, that's an interesting question because I've worked with our new teachers before and it was very much um, I took charge of it and ran with it. And this time I am being more collaborative in what we're going to talk about, who's going to talk about what um, with the rest of my administrative team. And we're actually meeting with teams of teachers today where I'm going to be asking teachers to help me with that as well. So if you have an expertise in this particular content, come and join this group. So the collaboration and decision making is something I'm trying to be just more aware of that it's not a my project um, and that we've got lots of experts in our building to participate in this particular one. Awesome. Sarah? Um, you know, in looking at all of them, I feel like they all could tie in one way or another. Um, but I think really right now being responsive to stakeholders and those stakeholders include our students, our teachers, and our community in that we see this need and our students need this. And so we want to meet their needs in a way that will work for everyone involved. It'll work for us in the office, but work for the teachers, for our recess supervisors, our prep teachers, and for parents. And to make sure that we have that very clearly communicated to them so that they are able to, again, go back to that team where we're all on the same team and just helping these kids so that we can increase what they're capable of. Awesome. Todd? So as I've been moving forward with the Certificate of Completion project, I've had um, some interesting setbacks, which I wouldn't have thought. And it's part of the people that are involved. So like, for example, the counselors have a vision that they want to get students graduated and they want to get students on the correct path. And I'm trying to get them to also incorporate certificate of completion as a part of that. So I've had to try to be creative on how I make that a focus for them versus what some of their vision currently is. So one of the things that we decided we're going to do is we're going to we're going to get a little something to put on their desk. I was talking to our CTE coordinator. I'm like, let's get a little something on their desk for, from the college that they graduated from. That's a reminder of what we're trying to get kids to. So that way they're saying, OK, I got to have this conversation with students as I meet with them. So we're trying trying to get those relationships taken care of is the piece that I'm, I, I was really trying to challenge. It was a challenge for me. And I think I've been able to try to navigate that. So it's kind of different. Okay, and this is the final question. If you could go back in time, and I want you to think about yourself, in the grade levels that you work with, so Sarah, you'd be thinking about elementary, <laughs> um, what advice would you give your, say, 16-year-old self, 8-year-old self, 17-year-old self? What advice would you give yourself, knowing what you know now? Starting with you, Todd. Invest in Apple. <laughs> Just, <laughs> I I don't have regrets in my life. I really don't. And so I would just be like, just give give it 100%. Whatever you do, just give it 100%. And, you know, if you mess up, just at least do it all the way and, and do the best you can at whatever you do. Sarah? I would just go back and say, you know, put your heart in everything that you do. Kind of follow, follow where your heart wants to take you because I think sometimes logic can – win out and that's okay there's a place for it but I think put your heart into it and then your heart into those that you're surrounded by whether it's at school when you're growing up at home or for us professionally now so follow your heart awesome Wendy well so I was kind of a nerd in high school and it took 
you know, advanced classes, and I would go back and tell myself to not do that and to take the classes that I would never have had a chance to take again. So I wish I'd have taken an auto class. I wish I'd have taken some of what we have now with CTE classes and had an intro to welding because AP Calculus, I taught special ed and I'm a school administrator. I mean, it's neat and it was great for a lot of things, but you know, changing a flat tire really would have been more useful. And I think there's just a lot of things that we offer in our high schools that you don't ever have a chance to experiment and try again and you're still going to be okay. You're still going to go to college. You're still going to be successful. And that it would be okay to not make everything as hard as sometimes we try to make it be and not always push for this, what is considered a super high standard, when we could be pushing for, let's make sure that you've got some basic skills to go be a cool adult. Yeah. You'd meet some different kids in auto than you saw in AP Which Calc, probably <laughs> would have been okay. Yeah. Well, would have been neat. Huh? Yeah. 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 Maybe more useful in your current career. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Well, awesome. It has been great spending some time with you all. I wish we could spend more time, but our time is through. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Thank you so you. much Thanks. for having us.